Hey guys, I'm your host Smita Gunturi and welcome to Journey Podcast, your weekly podcast on transformational journeys. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello everybody, I have Saraya Hastings with me. She is a survivor of human trafficking in the United States. After 20 years of entrapment in in the game, running from the constant threat of dangers in the world, Christ snatched her from death's door and carried her to freedom. She has been free from prostitution and abuse for almost 10 years. Hastings has since earned an associate degree in Bible and theology, is a published author of No More Games, works in medical field and help women who are trapped in human trafficking get freed from it. Thank you for being here and uh, willing Thank to share you. your story. Please go yes. ahead and explain it. Hi, my name is Soraya and um as uh, my friend explained it uh, I was involved with it uh for 20 years. Um I was uh I grew up in it. Um I was surrounded by it. Uh, a lot of people that I speak to and I talk to they think that we uh women choose this life and in all honesty most women don't choose this life it falls upon them by manipulation i am not a political speaker i do not do political corrections of words uh so with being said that people will say oh you coerce somebody or they got coerced or no let's call it for what it is it's called manipulation and for 20 years i was manipulated in a lifestyle of thinking that it was okay to uh live above society to make all this money to be uh walking around with the most glamorous things that money can buy when in all honesty uh my pain was seeping out i was bleeding all around the united states and what i mean by that is there's i was 2 years old 2 4 years old 2 or Two years old when I had got my first beer, and sat on the first lap of a man. At four is when things changed, and my family just did whatever. There was times where I would be sick. I didn't feel well. I would call my mother, and my mother wouldn't come because she was working, and I would be in my house crying in a corner, young because nobody. would help me none of my family would help me they were either doing drugs or partying or whatever and that was my lifestyle for a long time and so when i turned 12 and being in high school or middle school and trying to become you know this coke bottle shape as i write in my book that somebody would love me because i didn't receive love at my own home from my family so them receiving my love is i would have to do whatever a boy would ask me to do and so i became the girl that every boy in the city had sex with and did all kinds of things to me and then at the age of 18 and i explained that in my book at the age of 18s when i officially became a prostitute because i was homeless my family kicked me out because i they caught me being on drugs and they kicked me out and wanted nothing to do with me and and when that happened i was trying to survive trying to live and didn't have any money to pay for a hotel room and went into a 
a party and that's when life took a turn. And the worst, the words that ate me alive was, how did they get that money? What do I have to do? And because I said those things, that's when my life went to the dark. Uh, and in that time, I went from popping ecstasy pills and smoking weed and doing LSD and shrooms to eventually to the end of my life before I came out of human trafficking. I was doing, I was so heavy into crystal meth that I wanted, I was trying to commit suicide with crystal meth. And I became, I used to tell people the richest homeless person. I lived in 33 different states. I had many, many, many pimps over my life. Uh, there would be times where I'd have four or five pimps at one time and paying and taking care of their family and doing things. And I explained to people there are certain parts of the United States and you know I live in New England and in New England, it's not about a woman being a piece of property. Uh, but when you go to California or New York or Georgia or Florida or different states, you are a piece of property. I have been sold from one man to another. And when people think that it's not okay, that the pimps will not allow their daughters to do that, but yet they will do that to other women who are somebody's daughter. And so I walk through this life and as I explained to people, I've been on both sides. I have been a madam. I have pimped out people um, because of the fact that that's all I knew. That was the game. It's how to, how, how do I stay alive for another 24 hours? How can I not get beat? How can I stay out of the hospital? How can I not have a black eye tonight? or a knife pulled out on me or a gun pulled out on me? Or how can I be able to sleep without worrying about being being to be woken up? And when I was 20 years old, I had my first child. And because of the fact that I was so young and so desperate for love from a man's touch, because I didn't receive that from my father, or from any male family member in my life. I went and I left my son for my pimp. At the age of 20, I walked out of my son's life and chose a man over my child. The false love, the false hope of wanting love because this man said, oh, we'll be married. And because of the fact that he said those words will be married, you'll be my wife. And I was being raised all my life and being told by my family, the only way that I would ever be married is in a pimp and hole relationship. And so when a man tells me, oh, we will be married, a young girl like me, not knowing any better, walks away from their only child. And now that I have stepped out of the game, I was 
And the only reason why I left the game is because I got, I was pregnant again. And I was not, I told myself, I can't live, keep living this lifestyle. I was done. I literally came to the end of myself. I was done. I didn't want no more self-help. I didn't want no more. It was either take my life by overdosing on drugs or something had to intervene. Somebody had to intervene. And his name was Jesus Christ who intervened in my life. And most people, they have their own higher power, their own religion. And I respect everyone's beliefs. But for me and my life, and in my story, because I've spoken to many survivors and I speak to them and I support them and every survivor has a different story. But as I tell people, I survived that life. I didn't know if I was going to live past the age of 20, let alone live past the age of 25, let alone to see the age of 36. And I tell you that I'm going to be 36 next year, next month but I was in human trafficking for 20 years. You do the calculations and you let, and that lets you know how, when I started. And so I tell you that when I found out I was pregnant, it was very hard to have my, my child because how can I have a child and yet not have my other child? And the, the guilt and the, and the woe is me set in this cannot happen i can't take care of a child who am i i'm filthy i'm dirty so many men have ran through me what's the point of trying to be a mother i'm not a good mother and all those thoughts ran through my mind and at a very vulnerable time in my life i for a blip moment wanted to abort my child and I met a woman at a pregnancy resource center out here in New England. And she explained to me, I can't help you, but I know a man that can. And that man's name is Jesus Christ. And I looked at her and I said, I tried everything else in my life. Let's give this man a try. And now I sit here before you, a person that has not used drugs. I don't even smoke cigarettes. I don't curse. I have my child, did not abort my child, kept my child. I now work with women. I went through a program and in going through a program, I found out who Jesus Christ is. And I, I had it in my spirit to go to Bible college. And when I went to Bible college, they said, don't get any student loans. And you have to understand you're talking to a person who would make easily $9,000 a night a day, that's somebody's income in a year. I made it in a day. And for them to tell me, people to tell me not to get a student loan and $17,000 staring me in my face and it had been years, three, four years that I had not seen that kind of money. Everything in me wanted me to take it, but something in me said, no, don't do it. And I stand before you graduated with an associate's degree and did not have any debt come out of college, none. Awesome. And the doors that have opened since then. I write my book because the pain that I carried for 20 years, 
the excruciating things that I went through in my life. And I know many women who have went through some excruciating pain and ordeals. And I always remind myself there's someone off worse than me that has a story that's worse than mine. And I don't gloat in it. I raise and I gloat in the fact that Jesus Christ saved me. And I can stand here and tell you that I have my son, that even now, through the COVID and all, my son and I have been taken care of, that I've been able to have a job that I wasn't able, I didn't have to lose my job. I was able to work through the COVID. My child was able to go to school face-to-face -face all through the COVID. We've been blessed and covered. And I get to now sound like your platform and share my story and tell women and, and men and children that they have a voice. My saying that I say to people is, everyone has a voice. Have you heard their voice today? Are you listening to what they're saying? What they have to say is important. Their mm -hmm. thoughts. Don't discourage somebody of their dreams. Don't discourage them because I was discouraged. I went to my father at the age of six and told him that I wanted to be a speaker, a public speaker. And he told me that that does not make any money. How would I be able to support my mother and my father and my family? That doesn't make money. And at that very moment, I never, I lost myself. I lost what the purpose of me to be. And now because of my child, he comes to me all the time and changes it up. Mom, I wanna be a pastor. Mom, I wanna be a worship leader. Mom, I wanna be a fireman. Mom, I wanna be this, I wanna be that. And the words that come out of my mouth is every time. Maybe you could be whatever you want to be. Absolutely. Yes. And I encourage parents not to dis not to discard what their children say. Listen to their children. Hear what their children has to say. Because who else is going to listen to them? The streets? The streets listen to me, and I ended up using drugs, being raped, beaten, near death multiple times in my life. And now I sit before you and I help women. I talk to women. I encourage them to come out. I sit with women who have gone through being raped and whatever, and I tell them, I will walk through this with you, however that may look. You looked up to Jesus is what you say, but still you took that choice to look up and transform your life from where you have been to where you are today. And you are trying to help, you are just not just taking help, but you are trying to help other women to come out of these kind of situations. Honestly, I, I don't have any words. I, I don't know what kind of a questions even that I can ask mm -hmm. you. And I really, really applaud you for what you're doing. Amen. Thank you. It's not of me. It's the Lord. It's Jesus Christ. I spoke to someone last night. It was, I was telling you a little bit ago, I was talking to her. I was on this on this platform last night and I, and she was sharing her story and she intrigued me and she, and I said to her, I said, I wanna speak with you. I don't care what time it is. It was, it was like midnight where I'm, at, where I'm at in New England. And I said, I wanna talk to you. Mind you, I had to go to church today and, and I was talking to her and she, I said to her, you know, she said, oh, I can't, I, I, we, you can never get over the trauma that happened to you. And I told her, yes, you can. 
She goes, you don't have PTSD anymore? I said, no, I don't. I did in the very beginning when I first came out of human trafficking. The PTSD was surreal. The, the desperations of wanting to use the, the, the constant can and sleep tossing and turning because a man's going to come into my bed and, and take me and do whatever. Or my, I couldn't sleep for a while because I was scared that my child was going to be hurt at, at a young age, you know, or taken from me or whatever ran through my mind at that time. And there's a scripture that says that do not be transformed, but by the renewing of your mind, Romans chapter 12, verse two, yep. Yep. do not be conformed by this world, but by the renewing of your mind, be transformed. Yep. And every day I read my word almost every day. I read the Bible almost every day. And literally my mind has been transformed my thought process, I go into my job every day and people look at me and I laugh and I joke with them and I smile and they have no idea the pain and the things of my life that I went through. And then they read my story and they come and they look at me and they go, how do you, how can you have so much joy? And I tell them because Jesus Christ loved me, how dare I not love the next person? And that's what people have to understand. This person that you see before you is not the person they used to be. I tell people I love everyone because we are called to love everyone. I love everyone. I may not like your actions. I may not like your decisions. I may not like what you do, but as a person, I love everyone because Jesus loved everyone. And that's the, that's the gospel that he died on the cross for us to know that he loved us, that he loved us, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe him, but would not perish, but have everlasting life. Yep. And he loves us and he does, and he wants us to succeed. And I, I'm not bound. I'm not in chains. I'm not, I, I'm not a slave. And that's what my book, that's why I have, the cover that I have on the book with the handcuffs and the constant trying to get out of a bondage, the cycle of constant every day having to wake up. There were times where men would throw knives at me and tell me, get up. Or I would get socked in the face and that was my alarm clock. Or there were days that I would go without showers because I didn't make enough money for them to that, that to please them or there were times and I talk about the horrific situation and even till today I'm not perfect and yes I don't have I don't have PTSD but there there's still things that I can't do I can't you can't get me to take a bath you you cannot give me the horrificness of taking a bath and and what happened to me in a bathtub that that I can't I'm I'm not perfect I still struggle with that. Nobody can stand behind me and, and rub my back and things like that I, because of the things that my family did to me. Certain noises. But in all that, I always give it to Jesus and say, here, just help me, Lord. Help me make it through the day. And he does every day, every day. And I just... I share this because, like I said, 
And I tell women in the streets, what's the worst thing to do to meet this man named Jesus? What's the worst thing that can happen? You stay the same or your life change. If your life doesn't change, then you didn't lose nothing. Yep. But I have, I have overcome and have achieved more things with knowing who Jesus Christ is than I have ever in my life. You're looking at a woman who was supposed to be dead at the age of two, because, uh, couldn't, should not have lived past the age of two from what my family had told me because when I was born, I had multiple seizures in my brain. I wasn't supposed to walk, talk, eat, or anything. Hmm. I wrote a book with a fourth grade reader's level. I graduated college with a 2.95 GPA with a fourth grade reader's level. I couldn't even read right the way I speak right now. I tell people it's not me. It's the love of Jesus Christ. It's him transforming somebody's life and saying, look, if I could do it for her, I could do it for you. I am nobody special. I'm no one special. I was in a hotel room trying to commit suicide and saying, get me out of this. If you're desperate and you want to get out, people think, oh, I'll call on, I'll call on God. But do you really want to call on him? Because he'll change your life. He did me. He stripped me of everything. I cannot depend on anyone. Since I've been out of human trafficking, I haven't been in a relationship with a man. And there are times where I desire to have a husband and there's times that I don't. Because Isaiah 54, 5 says that Jesus Christ is my, not only just the, the creator of heaven and earth, but he is my husband. And he has provided for me more than I have ever. I have never lived, I've never had my, I have purchased condos and places and homes for my pimps but i myself have never owned or lived in an apartment that i can say is mine i'm 36 years old and i've this is my first time ever in my life to have my own apartment mm -hmm. or to own a car without it being repoed or being taken or three months later i didn't sold it because i needed some drugs you said you left uh your first child with your pimp no right. i left i left my child with i left my child with my family my family and i explained that in my story my family told me to get out and i told them i was going to take my child and they said no yeah. so i left my child with them they has been with them ever since i i don't talk to them um, they, uh, we have an agreement and so I don't reach out and talk to them, but you know, um, I'm be honest with you <laughs> as a, I, I, my child that I have now is like my first child. I don't know how I could deal with my other child. Uh, I, I'm learning how to be a mom because for what, 15 years, I, I was, running the streets, being single, 
so living a single life, mm-hmm. not doing responsibilities, not caring what happened to my child or what would happen to my child. Now, because of the fact that my life has changed, everything is consumed on what happens to my child. So even to the point where I'm so adamant to have my child in in a Christian private, you know, Christian school and education and understanding the the truth of life, the right and wrong, not what the not what this world and the society says of what's right and wrong, not what the street says is right and wrong, but what the Bible says is right and wrong, and how to be and let your yes mean yes and obey your parents and it for it will go well with you and you know to listen and to be obedient and what does all those things humble yourself and what does pride look like and all those things that were supposed to be taught to me I'm able to teach my child and how to speak to people how to you know my my son I I teach him open the door he opens the doors for people and stuff and it blows you know women away and and people away because my child opens the doors and but that's what you're supposed to do for a woman is open the door for a woman and, and look a man in the eyes and shake his hand and there's certain things that this world the society doesn't do anymore mm-hmm. and I want my son to have that foundation that's supposed to be correct mm-hmm. and being a single mom and putting them in a private school, especially in this time that we live in and how the economy is. I don't have the finances, but Jesus Christ does. And for that, he has provided for my son to go to a private school and and to keep him and sustain him. If I understand correct, so you don't have connection with your family today? No. And the thing about it is, and I told somebody today at church that I met, the scripture says to deny me your father and your mother and follow me. That's what Jesus says to the disciples. He said to the 12 disciples, every last one, he said, deny your father, leave your nets, leave the people, leave them and follow me. I have left my family to follow Jesus. I love them dearly. I pray for them. I care about them but I have no desire to reach out to them. Let's just say you have people coming and talking to you uh, that have committed suicide before, that have tried suicide before. So what would be your advice today that you wanted to give it to them not to try something like that? So people who are- Try to kill themselves. Yep, who want to commit suicide, understand that there are people who love you and you may not think that people love you. You may not think that people care about you. You may think that no one understands what you are going through. Know this. I understand. There are people that understand. All you have to do is just say, I need help. I need someone to talk to. And when you say, I need someone to talk to, And like I tell anybody, even if it was a girl trying to get out of human trafficking, the things that I said was, Lord, I need you. If you are real, show yourself. Mm. 
And I, that's what I encourage people to do. Understand that when, if you try to take your life, you're not just taking your life, you're taking the lives of your family with you. They will grieve. They will grieve. Do not think that you're not loved. You are loved more than you will ever know. People may not know, know how to show it, and that might be a problem. And that might be the reason why you feel like you're not loved. My family didn't show me love. I was never shown love the way that I was supposed to be shown in love as a child, not the proper way of love. But when you are shown correct love and a love that is unconditional, a love that comes without strings attached, it will be shown to you all you have to ask and say, if you are real, God, if you, if there is a true, if there is a God, show yourself. When you are transforming your life, were there anybody to hear you such way? Except you for God that you're talking. Were there any human personalities around you that heard your story or like that were there besides you to say like, yeah, things will get better? Yes. Yes. The, the cool thing about Jesus is that he brings people into your path to help you. So when I did that and the Lord knew my story, he said, okay, here we go, Soraya. I'm going to bring some people to you. And the woman that he brought to me, it's so funny because she actually just called me right now while we're talking and I had to tell her I'll call her back, uh, message her back. But I still talk to her today. I just saw her at church today. The same woman who shared Jesus and told me it's going to be okay mm. is the same woman that last week alone, I got up and met with her at six in the morning to pray with her. It's an amazing, it's amazing. And then to, I went through a program and the, and the people that were in the program, the, the staff members, and, and I'm not talking about no 30 day program. Understand this ain't, this ain't no 30 day, no, no 60 day, no 90 day program. I was in a two year program, 24 months. I actually was in it for 20. I graduated at 27 months, but it's a 24 month program. Because people have to understand, people with addictions, with suicide thoughts, and with all these things, there are root issues. There are things that people are going through. Reason why people want to commit suicide is because either they've been molested, they've been, they've been abused, or they are been beaten, or there's things that has happened in their life. It doesn't, it's not the don't. Don't get it confused when people are addicted to drugs. There's reasons why people are addicted to drugs is because they're trying to suppress all their issues and all their problems because they don't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with the constant reminder of the fact that I was molested when I was a child or constantly um, known to, be, uh, to have been raped many times and in and and just the suppressing of all that or getting to the point of I'm just a piece of meat that you you got to understand that there's things there's root issues I talk about bitterness and root issues unforgiveness 
things that people have gone through in their lives that they suppress and they don't know how to deal with the um, not feeling wanted and not feeling loved and not being a part of something more than what they have seen. And so when you go through a program, a 30-day program, you're just getting a person out of their fog, out of their mind. And at 90 days, they just are now realizing, oh, I'm actually a good person. Oh, I actually am not that type of person. Oh, who am I? And then they put them back on the streets and then they end up back the same way. It's a, it's a, it's a nasty cycle. So I was in a two-year program. And in that program, there were, there were people uh, that would walk with me who went through the tears that went through the, the, the fact of breaking down and saying, I can't do this with my child. I had, I, I was pregnant when I went into the program and had my child in the program, went through the program with a baby. And I said, I can't, there was days I said, I can't do this. How am I going to do this? There is times where I would sit there and look at them and I say, who am I? I'm not worth living. I'm not worth this. And they would say, no, Sarai, you are. And they will walk through me. They would say, we're here no matter what. The woman that, that, that introduced me to Jesus, I love what she says. And I hold, I hold on to it till today. And she says, I am with you if you're an asset or a liability. She will walk through fire with you. And that is what a real Christian does. That's what I tell people. When I say that I'm a born again Christian, that I'm a real Christian, it's because of the fact that Christians that say they Christians don't, they leave you. Walk away. Oh, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't do this for me. You, you can't do that. There's no strings attached. What a real Christian. There's no strings attached. If I love you, I love you. I don't want nothing from you. All I want to know is that you love Jesus and you're going to be saved and you're going to go to heaven and I will see you on the other side. You're an asset and a liability. I walk with it through you. Anything matters. And there were times, there was times that I said, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. There are times that I said, what else? I got fired from a job because of my religious beliefs. And I looked at my, at my uh, friend and I told her, I said, I don't know what, what to do. I said, this is, and everybody said, you, could, you can sue and for what? For what? It, it, am I suing to bring glory to Jesus or am I suing because I just want the money? Because that, that lawsuit could have got me uh, as much money as I wanted. What was the purpose? But if I can sit here and tell you that through the tough times, even now, through the craziness of the world, and say to you, people still walk, we still walk together. And people still encourage me and still say, Soraya, you got this. We're proud of you. You know, when I was growing up, I never heard that from my family. 
Never heard. Oh, you're, we're proud of you. I heard. I I used to hear. I never wanted you born. I heard. I'd rather you be a, a a son than a daughter. Or your mom tricked me. But not. Oh, I'm proud of you. And I sit and I hear people and they tell me I'm proud of you. I'm proud of what you have done. Yes, I believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, Jesus Christ set me free. Yes, Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life and the Savior, and he is the king of my life, and I love him dearly. But it takes me wanting to be changed. It's me wanting to be changed. It's me putting the effort. Every day I have to decide, am I going to curse today? Every day I want to decide, do, am I going to go and uh, deal with the profanity of and the perverse conversation of sex and different conversations? Am I going to allow myself to go that way? Every day. Every day. It is a daily decision. You decide how you want to live. You decide on how you want people to speak to you and decide what, how you want to be treated. There are people that walk in my office. I work in the HR department of a hospital, which that right there is a testimony on its own. Because once again, you're talking to a person that is not well-educated has the degrees for that. I only have a biblical theology. <laughs> I know the Bible. That's it. <laughs> but to be placed in that and people walk in my office and they know not to curse in my office and respect me to not curse not. So it's a constant, it's a constant every day. Jesus says, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. That is an everyday decision. How are you going to live? Are you going to live for yourself and what you want to gain in this world where this world is passing away? Like I tell people, this world that we live in, we were in the pandemic, things shut down. Economy shut down. Our whole lives were switched just like that. You, you put in your trust in things that are fleeting and can literally just dissipate in 30 seconds in a blink of an eye, in a blink of an eye, the state, the, the, New, uh, the New England states said, at this time, we're shutting down the state. No one leaves their house. Think about that. But you go and live for yourself. Look what living for ourselves got us. Why did you choose to help others now? You transformed, you are still transforming. Every day is a struggle is what you are saying. Mm -hmm. And why do you choose to help other people? Because I'm free. Because Jesus Christ says that for the man, uh, for the son who is free is free indeed. I have, I'm a sinner. We are all sinners but I am not bound in chains. I am not controlled. My everyday living is not depicted upon 
someone telling me when to get up, when to lay down, when to eat, when to go to the bathroom, when to take a shower. There was times where I couldn't, uh, I had pimps tell me you can't go to the bathroom until I get back home. So I would pee on myself and have to clean it up and make sure that they didn't see it. Or wait until the nighttime comes and they tell me, okay, it's time to go out and you can't come back to this house until you make a certain amount of money or I'll kill you. And now I don't have to live like that. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live in, and how am I going to, how am I going to survive? And so with that, I go out and I want to help women understand that even, even survivors, even now, yes, they're out of it. Yes. They're not in, in that lifestyle anymore, but yet they're still, they're still chained in their mind. They're still enslaved in their mind because they haven't let those things go. Their thought process is still the same. There's an opportunity just to have the joy, have life. That's the beautiful thing, have life, have joy. And just say, okay, you know, to sit back and, and watch my son grow up and, and to see what he, he's going to come to be. And not have to worry about, you know, men coming in and out of my house. You know, he doesn't have to see that. That's why it's to see, it's to see someone else be transformed and be freed from bondage and being bound to, to addiction or bound to something that can kill them yep. before they're supposed to be taken. For the people out there listening to your episode right now, to your message right now, what is that one note that you wanted to tell them that will stick with them to change their life or even to start taking that first step towards that transformation? Speak up. Let your voice be heard. Let someone hear your voice. If that means for me, I call 211. Every state has a 211. There's a if you call 411, that's the information. It tells you different things about the traffic and all this stuff. But 211, it tells you about uh, different homeless shelters and programs. And there were many times that I used 211 to get me out of human trafficking, out of a city. And they would come get me and they would, they would, they would make a way, they would make escapes for me. And so call them and they will start helping you to be able to be freed, but you have to say something. Yeah. Know that your voice will be heard. Someone will hear your voice. I had, I held my voice for 20 years and I'm not holding it anymore. And I don't care if you don't like me. I don't care if you don't believe me because there are many people that will listen to this right now and they will say, oh, this ain't true or, oh, she didn't really go through this. That's fine. I know what I went through and I'm going to share it. 
And I know that there's people that know what I went through and understand because there are women and children and men that are going through it right now. Speak up. Your voice will be heard today by somebody, whether it's myself, if you got to reach out to me, that's why I have a website or Insta, follow me on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever. Like I said, I spoke to somebody till two o'clock yesterday, uh, this morning and went to church. I don't care what time of day or night it is. If you want your voice to be heard or you need me to listen, I'll listen. Okay, thank you for tuning in. And you can find me on all the socials at Smitha Gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned. See you next week. Take care.